Welcome to Sold Out, The Roots and the Vine. I am April Olatunji, joined by Mr. Steve Southern. Hello! Where we will be exploring the world of neo-soul and beyond. Coming up tonight, we've got some tasty stuff. Uh, we've got some Tom Mish, Poppy Judah, as well as some classics from the neo-soul vault. Uh, then later on, get ready, we'll be doing our deep dive this episode on horn sections digging out some tasty brass 
looking at some of the luminaries from that field, getting extra funky. We've got a nice show for you on Method Radio today. And that was Minnie Ripperton, Inside My Love. Um, opening up with that song because it is one beautiful, soulful, and it takes us right back to the root, uh, what we think is the root of Neo Soul. That one is definitely a root because I was looking on um, what sample and that song has been sampled 123 times. <laughs> no way. What What's the kind of uh, the most famous? Um, there's probably more famous ones, but my favourite one is there's like an outro bit where um, it's not even the same as the rest of the song, but that was sampled by a tribe called Quest. Was it now? lyrics to go. It's just a nice little Rhodes part, uh-huh. which is different to the rest. And then I was like... That's Tribe Called Quest. Yeah. And that's the basis of that whole track. Yeah. So, and, yeah well, that is and, an amazing uh, classic. Can you one. remember any of like the most obscure? I remember covers. Right. Like I remember, like there was a good like French house version of it. And then that, do you remember the Delilah version from sort of the 2000s? That was the yes. one. Yeah. Yeah. I've yeah. heard that one. That's a good one. That's kind of like a future soul. Yeah, isn't she it? made it like so moody and twisted it, but kept that like just amazing melody. Yeah, yeah. Such yes. a classic tune. It's... And Minnie Ribbon's just one of those amazing voices as well. Yeah. Have Have you heard the um, Trina Broussard cover of that song? No, I have not. I don't think that one is. I think I actually came across that one first because the song featured on. Um, a film from 97 uh, called Love Jones. I don't know if you've seen it before. Uh, no, but I know a Jay Diller song, Love Jones. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe it took its name from that, but it was maybe. like a kind of, uh, a kind of, it was a music themed uh, film and it was mm. like a love story and like throughout it, there was just loads of, like neo soul classics and that's ah, um, when is it set is it sort of 70s set or something no i think it's oh, like no. 90s like it's of the time ah, okay um, Ooh, we'll but that was a beautiful that beautiful uh, cover of that song and then i movie then recommendations as well as music recommendations mm. um nice yeah but i was i was just like looking into a bit of minnie ripperton's life and just a bit of her background to start off with like her skill as a vocalist she had like uh, five, she could sing five octaves. Yeah, that was always the big thing, the, the whistle note, wasn't it, with uh, Loving You? I didn't realise this, but she, had, she was part of a band called The Rotary Connection. Ooh. Now, I must admit, I don't really know too much about her personally. So Yeah, so she was in this band like before she did her solo stuff. And um, <clears throat> have you, do you know the song, I Am the Black Gold of the Sun? Mm. no maybe not you're gonna go and check that out later on check out the rotary connection and the black gold of the sun and that yeah. song is like i think um i think it was like covered maybe in the 90s 2000s by like some type of acid jazz style Ooh, band i might recognize that and the version. song yeah. it's such a such a banging song and just didn't even know she was on that one no yeah i mean so many of these people came up through just being session singers and stuff, didn't they? Yeah, that's, that's really how she Jews. kind of started, actually. She was a backing vocalist for um, Etta James wow. and Muddy Waters and Bo Diddley. Um, that's how kind of how she started. That song, we classed that one as a root. Uh, I want to go with a vine now. And this vine is so strongly, in my opinion, connected right to the vine, uh, to the root, sorry, um, it's a song called Clumsy by a singer called uh, Cecily. She's quite, I think she's only, she's only been on the scene a few years. Um, quite a, promise, a promising uh, young vocalist. And her sound is, to me, her, everything, her, like, her expression, her diction, her tone, her range is just like Minnie. It's called Clumsy. Let's do it. Please forgive my clumsy thing 
You just heard Spiritual Thang by Eric Benet there with Cecily Clumsy before that. Yes, Spiritual Thang from Eric Benet's debut album from 96. I think we can safely say that is some original recipe Neo Soul there yeah. from the 90s. It's got that R&B vibes too, isn't it? Yeah, kind definitely of. in that brown sugar sweet spot, 96, 97. It's just... Yeah, it's just so it's all funky. popping off, isn't it? <laughs> just such a natural groove to it. It's a really chilled out groove. It's like you want to dance, but you can't be bothered. Type yeah, of thing. it's more of like it's a like... sway. I mean, it really <laughs> just makes me want to be out. <laughs> makes me want to be in Hoochie, just dancing away. Uh, Eric Benet, I feel like he's, he did have sort of a solid stream of low key classics. Um, like Georgie Porgy from his oh, second yeah, album classic, was like massive, wasn't it? Yeah, but that, was, that wasn't original to him, was it? Ah, that was a cover, right? Mm-hmm, it definitely was. Mm. We should know that. <laughs> See, more roots, more vines. 
But yeah, that first album, I think it's kind of a little overlooked gem. There's so many good tracks on that one. Which album was that one uh, from? That one's from his first album, uh, True to Myself. Uh, yeah, he was married to Halle Berry. Dang! <laughs> for like about five years. So yeah, it must have been pretty hot stuff back then <laughs> if, uh, to snatch Halle. But then interestingly enough, Halle Berry has gone on to um she's in a relationship with have you ever heard of van hunt yeah, hell yes van hunt yeah that yeah. like he's kind of like neo soul r&b with a bit of rock in there as well he's like um, yes he was in yes i'm sure we will play him very soon yeah big <laughs> fan of his first album yeah he's, he's kind of like a lenny kravitz style yeah i mean adam there's a big song off that um mean sleep off that first album which I didn't even realise was a Lenny Kravitz song. So he's definitely modelling himself. Ah, that. right, there we go so, then. So there's roots all over that one as well. This next track is a new track. Uh, this is Lifeline by a new young duo called Faraday's Cage. Uh, this is just a breezy, summery jam, this one. Uh, and again, these guys are from Perth, Australia. And I think we're going to see this again and again as we go on. Uh, that Aussie connection coming through. Just in the last few years, mm-hmm. I mean, Hiatus Coyote, Jordan Rakai, mm, uh, from New Zealand. Um, the scene of creativity at the moment. Uh, I know like Fat Freddy's Drop were a big influence in them. Were they Australian or New Zealand? Australian, I think, Fat Freddy's. Um, but yeah, they sort of... It's like dub, soul and reggae, wasn't it? Which I think you're definitely hearing Jordan Rakai's earlier stuff. Uh, so, yeah, this is Faraday's Cage, Lifeline. Sometimes I walk in the rain Cause ain't nobody gonna call my name Midnight, I'm running again all the stars are taking off from the day And ain't nobody gonna call my name Come on, be my lifeline Just a minute or two Are we running sunlight? You gotta guide me through Take it as you will I got no time to chill Come on, be my lifeline Just a minute'll do Tonight, I'll turn a new page And I am gonna tear out yesterday's I might just take it away and no one ever suffocated pain And I am gonna take out yesterday's Come on, be my lifeline Just a minute'll do Are we running sunlight? You've gotta guide me through I'm counting up to three I take the liberty Come on, be my lifeline Just a minute I'll do guitar solo <laughs> it's, it sounds like it's played underwater i feel like that breezy guitar style's definitely come to prominence through this uh next artist i'll throw it back to you april 
What do you want to say about this guy? I love the direction. Oh, yes. Yeah. I love the direction that he's, he's taken. Um, talking about Tom Mish. Next song we're going to play for you is called Can You Feel It? Uh, this one is a collaboration with Tom Mish, Yusef Days, and Rocco Palladino, all three mega musicians in their own right, coming together, collaborating. and um, That is a dream team, yeah. I just really like... I like it's a lot moodier than Tom Mish's solo stuff. It is, yeah. I, I must admit, I wasn't like super sure about this direction at first. Like I kind of, I like Tom doing what he does. But yeah. yeah, this stuff, this album takes a bit of a listen and once, you, once it clicks, it does put you in the mood. It's great. To be honest, I first heard it, like I was a little bit late in hearing uh, when it first came out and then I remembered, oh, they've released another song. So I put it on and I was like, from literally the first beat i was just locked in it was like that riff is so sick he's just so talented such a guy and he's created such a scene around what he does as well the fact that they've released a lot of bonus tracks i think is class it's like more of the same and also kind of like what they do is it's like a jam it's very like it's very fresh and you get the sense that it's improvised. I saw Yusef Day's play supporting Jordan Rakai. He was with, um, there, there was a duo, it was him, a uh, guitar player and, a, and a, uh, there was a keyboard player as well. And I was just, I could not stop just staring at him. It's weird to for the drummer to sort of have your eye in that way. Yeah, but he was front and centre. He's just, a great drummer, isn't he? Just unreal. Yeah, it must be like a workout. Just the yeah, stamina it, it takes. Down to do that kind of drumming over like this was like a half hour set just he was sweating buckets yeah have have you come across have you come across the project that he did with um kamal williams also known as henry Wu? Uh, i know of it yeah yeah so they they the project they, they share a few members don't the they? project that they did together it was just a duo it was it was uh yusef days and kamal williams and they were called yusef kamal and they had their album Black Focus, and um, his like Yusef's angle is he's very much about improvisation. So they did a um, a session on um, oh what was it Brown Brownstone? Oh, they, they did some studio session anyway, and it was just a jam. And they're just very good at jamming together. And then they got signed. Yeah, I think that's kind of what I saw. It was um, with Manso Brown, who I think is involved yeah, he's, in that as well. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, his stuff is class. Um, awesome. So, yeah, so it's interesting that that improvisation aspect has continued through uh, this collaboration. It's like a bit of a theme that or a thing that's brought them together. So, yeah, so let's hear it then. It's um, Can You Feel It?
Another Tomish collaborator there, that's Poppy Ajuda with Watermelon Man Under the Sun. That track's taken from the this amazing Blue Note reimagined album that's just come out. Did you play this one? This yeah, one I concur. That one is epic. Yeah, the whole the whole album is class. I love I love the idea that they just took a load of kind of jazz classics and yeah, reimagined them. And the fact that that one is Watermelon Man. It's such like a cross-generational handshake, I think. It's like all these young London musicians like taking on these iconic like New York jazz like classics. Uh, I mean, some adhere to them pretty rigidly and then some like that track uh, is only kind of loosely based on the original. The original is a Herbie Hancock track. I've been, lis- I've been trying to listen to it and figure out what about it is p- part of the yeah. original. And the only bit that I could find is the introduction, when it's like a play on the do-do-do, do-do-do. Definitely just 
loosely based around the original <laughs> yeah. track. It's got a watermelon man. She sings watermelon. No, but it is it, it is essentially just a, a new it's a new song, isn't it? It's a new lyric. Uh, yeah. It's really nice though. Really very nice. Yeah. Another just great talent, another great young voice out there. Um I think she won Soul Act of the Year uh, from Jazz FM in 2019 and you see Poppy Judah pop up on mm. features uh, all over the place. So off the top of your head then, what song what particular song does she feature with Tom Mish? Oh god, yeah. put me on the spot. Are you a fan, are you? Isn't it is it Disco Yes? <laughs> disco Yes. Is, is that from if it's not disco, yes, we'll cut that out. <laughs> it is. It's disco, yes. Yeah, because she comes in <laughs> on the second verse, and uh, she sounds awesome. Yeah, yeah. It's got. Is that is that a uh, super London? Um, yeah, she, style, she's collaborated with um, with everyone. Mahalia, Koji Radical. Uh, yeah, you see her name pop up on a lot of features. Yeah, I think that's the thing that you have to do now as an artist. You have to collaborate. Well, yeah. There's many people. I mean, some people have their built-in audiences, and especially the Tom Mish crowd. He's probably introduced so many artists just through working with him, I feel. Okay, it's that time of the show now where we're going to go into our deep dive segment. And this week, we're going to get extra geeky about horns. Some tasty brass and a lot of the luminaries in that scene. A very pivotal role in Neo Soul, I would say. Would you agree, April? I would, yeah. I've there's there's been many many a song that I have fell in love with based off of Sound of the Horns, whether it be uh, the combination of like a full horn section or the tones or whether it be a melody. It's such a nice bed, isn't it, for everything else yeah. to kind of lie? The, the texture. Well, it can be a bed or can just be in your face. Yeah, that is very true. It, it's pretty versatile. Okay. okay, so what have you picked for your first horn selection? Well, I, I, this was a, this was really hard for me. Um, I love a good challenge. It kind of was for me this week, actually. I, I kept verging into saxophone. Just, just, <laughs> just solo saxophone. Yeah. Yeah. You didn't go K- Kenny G onward, did you? <laughs> oh, I'd, I'd play some uh, smooth, smooth jazz. <laughs> yeah, it was. I found it quite difficult, if I'm honest. Though, I mean, not difficult in the sense that I couldn't find anything. Mm. Difficult on the in the sense of settling with one thing. I, if I had my way, the whole show would have just descended into <laughs> horn <laughs> craziness. An hour, of, an hour of the horn. <laughs> yeah. I mean, a, a lesser man may say this could be our horniest episode, <laughs> but I would not say anything. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Plenty more where that came from. <laughs> Horn gags. <laughs> so, one song that I settled on, it's one of those songs that I, as soon as I hear it, I just get total earworm. It stays with me for the rest of the day and it just goes round and <laughs> it round. It really is. That whole the riff. line is insane. And um, I, was, I was thinking, you know, that the, the, the horn sec, the horn part in the song, I was thinking, I wonder if it's a sampled song. So the, the song I settled on was Outcast, um, Spotty, Oddy, Dopealicious. <laughs> it's a bit Are of a mouthful. <laughs> Spotty, Otty, Dopealicious. Mm. And I was trying to think, I wonder if it's a sample or if it's an original be- because it has a thing about because it's so repetitive mm. and it's just going round and round. I was thinking, have they taken it from somewhere? And then looking into it, it's original. It's yeah, their own they were thing. It's always fairly musical, uh, even from the jump. Yeah. Big boy and Andre, which is a little bit different for the um, hip hop. Is a lot yeah. of it is about sampling, reconstructing songs. Um, but the this cast always seemed to be they seemed to go left when everyone else was going right. Yeah, while yeah. everyone sampling Outcastle, Outcast, <laughs> yeah, doing, thing, doing yeah. something different. Yeah, so the the song was sampled. I found thirty six times. 
And um, <laughs> I love these stats. Yeah, themselves. 36 samples of this song. And the ones that stood out to me was Jill Scott sampled it, um, her song The Real Thing. And have you come across Tidra Moses? Yeah. She sampled it as well in um song No More Tears. Oh, totally nice. loved totally loved that album. I'm in fact I'm gonna go and listen to it because it's been it reminds me <laughs> of like my teen years going on holiday and just constantly listening to Tidra Moses round and round. Ah, funny you should say that because <laughs> I was gonna ask about formative albums because mm-hmm. I pick one of my next ones. So Yeah. Should we roll into Outcast? Here we go. So we've got Outcast with Spotty Oddy Dopalicious. So moving on to our next song in our deep dive. Steve, what have you gone with? Righty. Um, okay, I had to think long and hard about horns, as we said. Um, and I've ended up going for um, a duo called Brass Tracks. This track is called Too Far, Too Fast. Uh, they're an American production duo. Um, one of them plays horns, one of them plays drums. And... Mm-hmm. I Super just talented. find their, their sound is just so uplifting to me. Um, people, if you don't know Brass Tracks, you'd probably know them for producing Chance the Rapper's uh, hit No Problem from Coloring Book. Um, and I'm kind of lumping Chance in with Brass Tracks here when I say that scene is just like somewhere in between like an American gospel church and like an electronic festival. Uh, it's just, it's so soulful and so uplifting and it just makes me smile loads. They're just so infectious, these uh, horn parts. Uh, I mean, even like with Chance the Rapper's last album, it was just all about how happy he was to be married, <laughs> which is sweet. so unusual in hip hop, just yeah. optimism and joy. And mm-hmm. it's like critics dumped on that album so hard i mean it's practically tanked his career but i just i still really like it i find it super endearing mm-hmm. uh kind of goofy 
but it's just got so much personality and heart and the brass just lifts all that for me it just makes everything just shine just so much like you're yeah looking up to god <laughs> yeah yeah brass tracks i love their music it's they they have their sound it's it's obviously the sound is within the horns it's a particular it's, it's kind of like similar to when you just know it's a Tom Mish song, you know, the licks, yeah, the licks I mean, and the tone. Another track I was thinking of choosing was Anderson Pack, um, Am I Wrong, mm-hmm. from Malibu, because mm-hmm. that's got an amazing horn part at the end. Yeah. And then I found out that's brass tracks. Is that and brass tracks? And of course tracks? it is, because it sounds exactly like a brass tracks wow. horn part. So, yeah, they've got such a unique, distinctive style and mm-hmm. tone. Um, yeah. Let's yeah. play this, and I'm sure you'll agree. This is just so uplifting, so fun. This is Too Far Too Fast by Brass Tracks and Third Story. Walking with you on the city lights When I'm with you, it's a different vibe but I want to get to know you deeper I'm so tired of the superficial You and me are starting something special Before we take it to a high level I want to get to know you deeper I will wait for you, babe I will wait for you, babe I will wait although it's hard for me I don't wanna go too far, too right there that is awesome man that is so tasty so tasteful sophisticated uplifting groovy makes you want to dance that yeah makes you you want to dance down the aisle (laughs) we don't want to be mixing holiness in church but there we go we've done it (gasps) well that was that was a good choice steve very good choice so going on our next song then i think i think um that track choice from you 
and my next one match up quite well together. Yes. So brass brass tracks. Um, the the one guy plays trumpet, and he primarily harmonizes just with the trumpet. So it's not like a horn section; it is just harmonized trumpet. Um, my choice: Philip Lasseter, Hopscotch. Philip Lasseter is is becoming like one of my favorite um, musicians, to be honest with you. Mm. He is an amazing band leader, an amazing songwriter, amazing um, horn and string arranger. Um, and I was li- listening to a couple of his podcasts and he just seems like an all-round sound guy, oh. very easily kind of re- to relate to him, being like um, a professional working musician on the scene. Yeah. Um, oh, nice. And he, I mean, his, he has he has led some horn sections. He has indeed. Because uh, I did read that he was part of the NPG horns. Yeah. This is a new power generation. Yeah. Horns. So to get anywhere near the NPG, you're gonna yeah. have to have some serious skills. He he was working. He started um, working for like gospel artists. He'd, he'd be writing their home parts, mm. like. Um, Kirk Franklin, Fred Hammond, and then yeah. um, as he got on the scene, he he, he was getting a he was getting yeah he, he was getting a bit of like um, people were like recognizing what he was doing, and he, one day he got a call from Prince asking him to arrange horns for him. Wow! And uh, he basically as just, you do. he just basically said, um, "Can you come tomorrow?" And he was like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, yeah, just, just never the back. name, the new power generation. Yeah. Ones, man. That, I mean, Macy Parker playing with them in their sort of peak. Yeah. Um, so just playing with such legends, that must have been amazing. Yeah. And he's, he's also um, done horns for Roberta Flack as well and wow. strings. And then he's worked with Jill Scott as well. So he's he's been on some pretty mega stages like... Yeah, um, I mean, this one of the nice things about this deep dive section is just kind of shine a light on some of these people mm-hmm. because I guess the the horn arranger isn't really going to get his shine in many places no. is he outside of no, but of, he has. Um, so this album, the album that I've chose this song from uh, is from an album called Chill Mode. This one is like he has lots of features with um, various artists. He's got. Uh, Mono Neon is on the album. Um, a few other singers, uh, names don't come to mind at the moment, but then he has another project called Filthy. I think Mono Neon also worked with Prince as well. Yes, they're, 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 they're largely linked. Later on, like one of the, in the last few years of his yeah. career, I think he still had unreleased material with them. One thing that out. was interesting um, is... Philip Lasseter is kind of in the same scene as the Snarky Puppy guys. So mm. a lot of the people that he works with on a regular basis are like Mark Lettieri and the, just the, the Snarky Puppy guys, uh, Michael League. And so that, that's like kind of like the, the web of connections all kind of relating to yeah, one another. I mean, obviously, when I say they don't get the shine, in their respective scene, they absolutely do. But for, for people... Out there listening tonight, hopefully we're going to introduce them to some new names like Philip Lasseter. Yeah. So this is Hopscotch by Philip Lasseter. Thank you. 
final song of our deep dive section. It's over to you, Steve. What have you chose? Yeah, an interesting one for my last one. Uh, probably not an obvious pick, and I'm probably pushing the limits uh, in the more straight up funk here. But I want to talk about Jamiroquai. <laughs> mm, interesting, Jamiroquai. <laughs> JK. Instantly going like, oh no, what are you doing? <laughs> Um, but that first album, this is um, When You're Gonna Learn, their mm-hmm. first single from their debut album, Emergency on Planet Earth. Um, every song on that album is just has the most amazing horn parts, string parts, just musically amazing. Um, the, the members of the band back then, Stuart Zender on bass um, and all the percussionists just created such an amazing tapestry mm. of funk I'm yeah say. how would you describe kind of them genre wise well this first album is squarely in that acid jazz mm-hmm. early 90s blueprint it's very much sort of in the same uh school as brand new heavies and stuff like that and it wasn't until like the late 90s where they sort of embraced the more disco stuff and then kind of just rinsed that sound a little bit, yeah. I want to say. Um, I mean, do you think if JK hung up his massive buffalo hat after virtual insanity, <laughs> would he sort of be held in like this amazing high regard after those first few albums? Uh, I mean, the second album, Return of the Space Cowboy, I didn't even get that album until recently because that is full... Acid jazz, that it's mm-hmm. not a very commercial album. Yeah. So that's a whole album where I just kind of, oh, I don't like that one. Mm-hmm. Until I sort of grew up and realised, oh man, this album is, the musicianship yeah. is second to none. Mm-hmm. The songwriting's amazing. Definitely throws back to sort of 70s Stevie Wonder type stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I love the pop singles. I still love them. Still one of the greatest live acts I've ever seen. Yeah, you've seen them live? As the greatest lineup. I saw Jamiroquai supporting Stevie Wonder at Hyde Park. Oh, what? Which was... And he actually... He didn't play any, like... He had a new album coming out. And he's like, I'm not going to play any of this. I'm going to play from this first album. Because mm-hmm. he knew all the funk heads were in the house. That's cool. And he just, okay. it was amazing. It was like a dream for me to see them playing that <laughs> first album. But this track, When You're Gonna Learn, such a smooth horn part, amazing strings. Yeah. Amazing, catchy chorus. Um, the groove, man. And also, there were sort of uh, like the socially conscious lyrics as well, which he just kind of totally abandoned later on yeah. in his career, I think. At least the singles. He still has some album tracks where he does it, but mm. yeah, the image thing, it's a shame that the image of JK himself and the sort of late 90s laddish oh, gosh. personality overshadowed the music in the end, I think, for a lot of people. That's why a mm. lot of the more purist jazz heads kind of don't really mess with Jamiroquai anymore, but mm-hmm. I'm here to say, go back, listen to that first album, It Rules... And you're going to see why now. This is when you're going to learn. Yeah, yeah, have you heard the news today? People right across the world are pledging they will play the game. Victims of a modern world, circumstances brought us here. Armageddon's come too near, too, too near now. The consequences are so grave, so, so grave now The hypocrites, we are their slaves So my friends, to stop the end On each other we depend Oh, we depend Man in higher liberty Stop it going on We gotta wake this world up from and sleep Oh, people On the menu in my favorite restaurant Well, don't talk about quantity Cause there's no fish left in the sea Greedy men been telling us a lot throughout the world And you better play in nature's way 
She won't take it all away And don't try and tell me You know my band her bad right from wrong Oh, you've upset the balance, man Done the only thing you can Now my life is in your hands gonna finish the show off so introduce this next song for us then Ooh, our last track um this is an artist we both absolutely love here yeah uh, a guy by the name of jared lawson uh from his new album be the change uh i think i could safely say this is my album of the month would you agree yeah it's just classic sound and soul organic 70s feel to it I mean just the synths he uses the very sort of Stevie Wonder-esque to me oh yeah there's such a Stevie vibe to it mm-hmm. and we'll have to talk about his voice <laughs> mm-hmm. and I guess we're huge spoiler he's white <laughs> <laughs> you'll you'll listen to this voice and think oh my god that is the richest voice I've ever heard oh yeah there's tracks on this album that sound so much like John Legend to me, his voice. Yeah. Who has such a, a rich voice as well. That Oh, yeah. And then you look at how he looks and it's like, wow, this, <laughs> this is not going together in my brain. <laughs> yes, and just how funky is this song? Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll leave you with this one. Absolute beauty. Why Don't You Call Me Baby Anymore by Jared Lawson. Join us next month where we have our very first guest. Yeah, we'll be joined by our very first guest. It's going to be a good one. We've got a good guest lined up for you. We're going to be interviewing a local artist, local to Newcastle that is, um, asking them what their experience is like on the music scene, um, particularly being up north. So we really look forward to that. 15th of December... Method Radio, 6 to 7 p.m. Till then, peace out.
Whenever you were home alone Just to feel the comfort of my arms And now when I reach out to touch your hand I see the hesitation in your glance Tell me what's going on Why don't you call me Away from your name And now when I reach out to spend some time You quickly find a reason to decline Honey, tell me what's going on 